Beyond the Mic with Sean Dillon. We're joined on the star line by a Sports Illustrated swimsuit model, former Miss Georgia USA. She has her bachelor's degree in sociology. We welcome Jasmine Wilkins. Hello. Thank you for having me. Jazz, let's go beyond the mic. You've had amazing opportunities through mm-hmm. the Miss USA competition. Mm-hmm. Everybody thinks it's glamour and glory, but what are some of the misconceptions about pageant life that people just don't understand? Yeah, I think that when um, people think about pageants, their mind automatically goes to Miss Congeniality, you know? It's not really like that at all. The women in the pageants are really not as catty as it may seem. I've formed some great lifelong friendships with Miss Alabama, my roommate, Miss Texas, like we're all still super close. I think another one is that people think that pageant girls are just airheads and don't have anything going for them. When I was doing the pageant, you know, you have to have a platform, you have to have some charitable cause that you're donating to. Like there's just a lot more that goes into it than just being a pretty face. You know what I mean? So I think those are the big two. I loved my time doing pageants and I had never done any before Miss Georgia. It was kind of a one-off thing that I decided to do really pushed by my roommates as a way to get into modeling. So I was a newbie into it. So I always had those misconceptions in my mind too, but I think the two biggest ones are that they're catty and that they're just kind of like up there being airheads. <laughs> now how did they decide? It's like, Hey Jasmine, we've entered you into Miss Georgia. <laughs> yeah. Well, my roommates knew that I really wanted to get into modeling and I had started modeling in high school actually, but in Atlanta, there really wasn't that much work at the time. So I kind of put it on the back burner and then we were watching the Miss USA pageant. It just happened to be on the year prior. They said, you know, why don't you use that as an opportunity to like bridge into modeling? And I'm like, there's no way. All I think about when I think of pageants is like what I get in the mailer about Teen USA. And again, like Miss Congeniality, it just seems like a lot of drama. But I kept thinking about it and I'm like, what the hell? Like, what do I really have to lose if I do this? And clearly it was life changing. So I'm so glad that I did end up doing it. But I was able to debunk a lot of those misconceptions, I feel like, especially as a first time pageant I don't want to say nominee, but pageant girl. I had a lot of those in my head thinking it was going to be crazy, but it was fun. I loved it. Well, since you brought up high school, you've played alto sax in your school's marching band. Yes. You did your research. Thank you. Did you ever think (laughs) playing sax during homecoming, you'd be where you are today? Oh my gosh. Never, never. And like my friends in high school, they all were like, when are you going to quit the band? It's so nerdy, you know? So I was like, I like it. It's fun. And I was in the wind symphony and everything. So 2007 jazz definitely didn't think that she would be where she is today. I thought that I would be in nursing school or doing something completely different from being in the fashion industry, but it's cool. It's for all the little nerds out there that don't think that you can do anything, you know, sexy and in the biz you can you can do it (laughs) so you lettered in band i did in band a letter jacket in band yep i still have it in my well not this closet but in my storage closet and it's my one bar that i have on my jacket i lettered in band and it says band all the way down no shame (laughs) (laughs) i love it that is my pride and joy from high school (laughs) you also were in track and cross country Mm, what races did did you run Yeah. So I barely ran cross country. Cross country for me was kind of like my conditioning for track. Like I will say that I did cross country, but I was like very much walking throughout a lot of those races. 
<laughs> distance running was not my thing. But in track and field, I did the four by four relay, the long jump and the triple jump. And I was actually really good at the triple jump. So kudos for that. Yeah, I was good at that. My sister actually, not my sister, but her friend ended up breaking my record in the triple jump. So I guess I wasn't that good, (laughs) but I was better at track than at cross country. Looking back at those times during high school, did you ever believe the transformation your life has had since then? Yeah. It's really mind blowing. I know it sounds so cheesy, like, oh, I never thought I would be here. But truly, like I was very introverted and shy in high school. I was popular, like I had a lot of friends, but I still, I don't know, I just didn't see myself as somebody who was going to be like a recognizable name, even given who my family is and stuff. I just kind of kept to myself. So to see how I've gone from shy high school jazz to where I am now speaking on podcasts, doing interviews, doing SI, traveling all over the world. Like it is a really cool accomplishment. So I would just go back and tell high school jazz, keep going. You got a lot going for you. (laughs) We're talking with former Miss Georgia USA and Sports Illustrated swimsuit model, Jasmine Wilkins, beyond the mic. Jazz, you have Uncle Dominique and your dad who played Mm -hmm. in the NBA. Did you ever think of playing basketball or was it, no, no, not going to do it. (laughs) You know what? So I did play basketball, but only through ninth grade. So my brother played and my sister actually played at Furman. Um, My brother played professionally too. So you would think that I would also want to carry on the torch. But for me, I hated taking fouls, hated getting rebound. Like I just didn't like the physicality of basketball. I was not passionate about it. And so I remember when I told my dad that I was quitting the basketball team, I thought it was going to be this big to do and he would be mad, but he was just like, baby, like we knew, we knew that you were going to be quitting and it's fine. Um, keep on doing band, get into acting. This just isn't your lane. And I'm like, Oh, thank God. Like, I just didn't, I I love watching it. And my husband, he used to play basketball too. So like, I still keep up with it, but it was not my sport. I have so much respect for it. It is my family's pride and joy. But for me, I was not going to be the one that was going to be the next in line in the basketball throne. Now talk about acting. You're known as a model, but is acting the next step for you? I would love that. But you know what? Sometimes when I go into castings, even if it's commercial castings, I kind of choke up. Acting is a lot tougher than modeling. Sorry. (laughs) Because in modeling, you do have to bring to life, you know, the on paper character. But in acting, you really have to get the intonation right. You got to get everything right. And I get really nervous when I'm going into those castings. So I think after I can take some acting and improv classes, I'll be a little more comfortable. Because that is something I would love to do. And like, I've always daydreamed about being an actress, but it's kind of hard to follow through. (laughs) So I've been trying to excel in the modeling world first, and then hopefully can transition into acting once I get a little more experience under my belt. Well, if we're going to talk about modeling, modeling for Sports Illustrated has to be the pinnacle of modeling. Mm -hmm, Totally. That was, that was my Victoria's Secret and my Vogue, being able to get into Sports Illustrated for sure. I mean, I had been dreaming of that since I got into the industry and had asked people that I knew were in it, I would send them DMS on like Facebook back when Facebook was real popular. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, you are living my dream. How can I do this? Would never get an answer back. But I was like, you know, I'm going to keep doing this. So when I signed in New York city, 
I told my agents right when I signed, I'm like, my goal is Sports Illustrated. If you can even just get me in front of them, I will do the rest of the work. So they followed through. They got me the casting. I felt so confident, walked in there, just was myself. But then I didn't hear anything back. So months and months go by. Didn't hear anything. Didn't hear anything. My agents were like, you know, they only pick so many people. You can try again next year. But then right when I was getting ready to go on Thanksgiving break, I got a FaceTime from my agents, which was strange. They were all together on the FaceTime and they're like, so looks like we're talking to the next Sports Illustrated rookie. And I was freaking out. I was freaking out. It was amazing. The shoot, the whole finding out the shoot, getting the magazine, everything. It still feels like such a blur because it was such a big dream come true. And the team at SI, they're such a powerhouse. So I'm honored to have been a rookie. And yeah, it it has helped my career so much. So what did dad say? What did Uncle Dominique (laughs) say? What did your brother say? What did your sister? And they're like, um, <laughs> they did exactly that. At first they were like, um, get that away from me. Like you are in a thong and in dental floss. Don't need to see it. But I mean, it, for me, for them, they're like, even though you didn't carry on, you know, the basketball legacy, my dad's been in sports illustrated brother was in the high school, all American version of sports illustrated uncle, obviously been on the cover of sports illustrated. So like, it was cool to do it in my own way. So they really respected that. They were proud. They all had the issue. Yeah, I think they're pumped about it still. We're talking with former Miss Georgia USA and Sports Illustrated swimsuit model Jasmine Wilkins beyond the mic. Jazz, helping change mental health laws is important to you. Mm-hmm. Recently, your dad was diagnosed with bipolar one with severe manic episodes. Mm-hmm. Over the last 15 years, you've had to battle this in private. Yeah. But now you're opening up. Talk to me about your dad and the struggles you've seen in his life. I mean, anyone who knows my dad personally would say the exact same thing I'm about to say, but he is the biggest gentle giant, so funny, walks into a room and just owns the place with his character. And he was a great guy, still is a great guy, but mental health, it's a tough subject. And especially when it's something like bipolar, where that is an illness that can take you so suddenly and you really go from being one person to being a completely different person in the blink of an eye. And for us and for him, it was definitely more of a gradual thing. And um, we didn't really understand much of the illness at first, but after living with it, educating ourselves about it, you know, we've learned so much and he had a hard time with it specifically being an athlete, because I think that they're always taught to hold your emotions in. If you're feeling anything, you just grin and bear it. You get on the court, you do what you got to do. But he had to retire early because my mom had gotten really sick. And so he kind of had to leave his whole career behind. And I think that was the inception of his illness, just kind of feeling a little lost in life. It, It was tough on our family for sure, because we were holding it in because we wanted to respect his privacy with it. But then as things do TMZ and Fox Sports, all those networks, once they get a hold of it, it's just, they take it and they have their own narrative. We had kept it to ourselves, not because we didn't want to talk about it, but because it is such a hard thing to really understand. I'm I'm glad that even though it was, it came out before we were ready, I'm glad that we now feel like we have a little bit of a weight lifted off of our shoulders to where we can be open about it. And my hope is that my dad wouldn't see us trying to bring his reputation down but if anything just bring more awareness to his illness and hopefully when he comes around to it he would be willing to jump on board with us and 
bringing awareness to it as well. But he was always such a great guy and it still is. He's just, you know, going through some mental health struggles. So I don't blame him for it. It is difficult, but I'm glad that we're able to kind of champion getting awareness out there right now. Now you've had to deal with this so secretly. You've watched Mm -hmm. him struggle privately after dealing with your mother and her fight. Yeah. It has to be for you to be daddy's little girl, because if my daughter Shelby said, dad, I need you Mm -hmm. as a good daughter should, you know, and our relationship has been a little bit strained just because when he does get into that mindset, sometimes it is very, very hard to get through to him. That is one where bipolar one in particular is one where you get very paranoid you're kind of like out of touch with reality sometimes. So there are times when it is hard for me to get through to him, but he knows that I'm always there for him and love him. Just was diagnosed with this, you know, but I would say that the, the weight lifted off of me right now is just, I can be open about it. I wasn't even telling close friends about it because I am such a private person and I internalize a lot of things. And if I have a family issue, I feel like I have to deal with it on my own. But when I posted about his illness, the number of people that commented back saying, you know, my mom has this, my dad has this, my brother has this, I can't even put into words what it's like to deal with it. You know, it just made me feel like, okay, we're not alone in this fight. So I don't have to feel so bad and have to hold everything in. And it's really inspired me to work with organizations that are at the forefront of putting mental health awareness out there. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm happy that it's happened. I didn't like the way that it happened, the way that it came out, but I feel comfortable talking about it. And if I can help anybody else who's dealing with it, then by all means, take my story and go with it. Another topic you want to bring to people's attention is an organ transplant. Why? Yeah. So my mom, she was diagnosed with a very, very, very rare liver disease called primary sclerosing cholangitis, and it's inflammation of your liver. And she was diagnosed when she was in her 30s. She had her first transplant when she was in her 40s, which is done by a living donor. Actually, my uncle, not my uncle Dominique, but her brother donated a part of his liver to her because the liver regenerates. Unfortunately, when they were going in, they punctured the liver, the brand new one. She had to get rushed to the top of the transplant list and they flew in a new liver 48 hours later. They transplanted her with that liver. So she had two liver transplants within the span of one month. Saved her life, obviously. And I didn't know much about organ donation at that time. I was only 14 And honestly, even before that, I just thought, you know, why would I want to give somebody my organs when I'm dead? You know, like I I don't want people taking my body apart. Like I was just very ignorant to what organ donation really was and how much it meant to people. So since that saved my mother's life, I've really, really dedicated myself to telling people, you know, think about all of the people who you can save with one person's organs. It's really amazing. And I know in the black community too, we are some of the people who need organs the most, but we donate the least. So I've really been trying to get through to African-Americans and especially when it comes like kidney donations and things like that. I'm like, look, we need these. Do your research, look into Donate Life, look into your local transplant organizations and see what good this can do because it does amazing things, just learning about it. And yeah, it's, it's changed my life. It's changed my mom's life. So 
that's something that I love talking about. Now, looking on social media, the special love for your husband, Cecil, <laughs> Aww, amazing, yeah. especially Black Velma. and <laughs> Yeah, Black Velma, and he was shaggy. How great was that? <laughs> Oh, yes, that was awesome. And uh, so many cosplay sites have reposted that picture of me, which also uh, I would say next to Sports Illustrated. That's really awesome (laughs) that so many like cosplay sites and Comic-Con things have taken that picture. And they're like, look at how great she did with the black Velma. I'm I'm flattered. (laughs) (laughs) He's a good guy. How has quarantine changed the way you see him and yourself and what you both do? So my husband, he used to play pro baseball and he actually was getting ready to go play overseas right before the lockdown happened. So that kind of thwarted his plans completely. So we were stuck together too. And love my husband. He's probably going to be listening to this. It was great. I love getting to spend more time with him than I usually do, but we're in an apartment being in close quarters that long can be a little like, okay, I need you to go do your own thing. But it's been nice to have him get me out of the quarantine funk that I had kind of been in. He's such a like talkative, active, like let's go do this type of person when I just want to kind of like internalize and sit on the couch and watch Netflix. So he's really gotten me out of my shell, which love him so much for that. So even though we have been literally like right on top of each other for seven months, he's helped me get out of my funk that I've been in for the past couple months. So love you, babe. <laughs> time's running out so it's time for the rocky nade eight random questions answer with the first thing that comes to your mind there is no pressure oh my gosh there's so much pressure are you kidding no there's no pressure <laughs> with rocky nade last sporting event you attended at georgia state zero <laughs> i never went to any georgia state games and i'm so sorry that is my alma mater all clemson games sorry. okay so when was the last clemson game you went to oh the last clemson game i went to was in 2014 football game against fsu go tigers <laughs> what's your favorite guilty pleasure ben and jerry's fish food ice cream i actually eat it literally every week <laughs> really literally every week it's my favorite ice cream with the marshmallows and the fudge fish caramel it's the best favorite gift you ever received from your husband mm, best gift i've ever received from my husband um he got me this really nice makeup kit that I use all the time. That was really nice. I'm the one who's the better gift giver. No, <laughs> he's like, babe, what do you want? Like, uh, so what gift did you give him? I gave him our honeymoon. That was my gift. Oh. <laughs> we went to Thailand for our honeymoon. And so I was like, that's going to be my gift. Wedding's his gift. Number one pet peeve. My number one pet peeve. Oh my gosh. It's a tie between two. Can I give two? Sure. Okay. I don't like when people smack their food, number one. So number one and two. And then um, people who lie and then you catch them in the lie and then they just keep going with the lie. And I'm one of those people who's just going to keep asking more questions to see if you're going to keep going on with the lie. So (laughs) liars and smackers. If you were a flower, you would be a? Daisy. I love daisies. What holiday food item is your favorite? mac and cheese really? i guess that's not really a holiday food though but mac and cheese i eat it for you know christmas and thanksgiving <laughs> and, and yams yams too candy yams 
Okay, I know this is going to be in the future, but if you had a child, mm-hmm. what would be the first thing that you would want them to do and the one thing you would want them not to do? The first thing that I would want my child to do is, mm, I mean, just live out their dreams. Like, I know that sounds cheesy, but just like if they want to do something or if they have a goal in mind, go after those goals. Don't don't have any limiting beliefs, I guess. And then what I would not want them to be is disrespectful because they will be popped. If you were given three wishes, what would they be for? Gosh, these are so hard. I told you, these are hard to think about on the spot. World peace, pageant answer. (laughs) World peace and such as. No, I think that, okay, number one, I would get rid of coronavirus. I feel like everybody would feel like that is applicable right now. (laughs) What are my other two wishes? Um, I really do wish that we all could just be a little more empathetic to each other when we're all going through so many issues in the world right now. And... I wish I had a beach house. Is that selfish? I gave two unselfish ones. I have to do a selfish one for myself. I wish I had a beach house right now because I would be escaping. I think we'd all be escaping this right now. (laughs) She loves daisies, hates liars, and have never, ever, ever, ever (laughs) attended a game at Georgia State. But she will love her alma mater. I am so ashamed. And one of my good friends was on the football team. I'm so sorry, y'all, but I was too busy studying. I was focused. That's my excuse. (laughs) Sports Illustrated model Jasmine Wilkins. Jazz, thanks for taking the time to talk with us today. Thank you. I had so much fun. And that, my friends, is Beyond the Mic. (laughs) 